Hey there, and welcome to this episode of the Friends Indeed podcast. I'm Rabbi Joshua Levine Grader, Executive Director of Friends Indeed. It's so great to have you with us. So Friends Indeed, uh, we operate in Pasadena, California. We are an interfaith organization that provides uh, critical needs services uh, to help support our homeless and at-risk neighbors, uh, to help them rebuild their lives. And everything we do is with compassion, connection, and dignity. And uh, we're really grateful to be able to do this work and to be able to share on this podcast some of the things uh, that we're working on, uh, some of the stories uh, of the people that we're helping, and to hear from uh, staff uh, and guests and volunteers on um, on what's going on and the latest uh, in our organization. So uh, today, we are going to uh, return to the conversation of eviction prevention and rental assistance. And uh, we're going to talk with our, our program director, Ryan Greer, in just a moment. But if you remember, the eviction moratoriums uh, from COVID are over. And uh, there are uh, people who are facing eviction if they're not able to pay the arrears on uh, their uh, past due rent, as well as be able to pay their current month's rent. So we're going to get into that with Ryan, and um, he's the expert on this here at Friends Indeed, and I was uh, grateful to be able to talk with him uh, via Zoom for this conversation. All right, Ryan, thank you so much for uh, taking some time to uh, talk about things uh, in your eviction prevention rental assistance program. So um, maybe we can just give a check-in on the state of evictions, moratoriums, and, and you know, uh, where are we at? Are they all over or there, what's the situation? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Hi, Joshua. Thanks for, thanks for having me. It's, uh, I'm always happy to, to pop in and share some updates. Um, yeah, un, un, unfortunately we're not all over, uh, you know, the, our, our rental assistance program is still, uh, running on all cylinders, as we say, um, uh, you know, there is an eviction moratorium that is still currently in place here in Pasadena, but that moratorium is being sunsetted at the end of this month, meaning um, they're, they're phasing it out. Um, so that's about a week away from, from where we're at right now. Um, Pasadena residents still will have six months from, uh, from that date to pay back all arrears, but starting July 1st, that means any any or any any rental payments going forward, they they um, can be evicted for. So it's uh it's stressful. It's a stressful time for a lot of families right now. Um, you know, we've been in this situation before with uh, LA County moratoriums and and you know the ending of COVID uh, COVID uh, support funding. Um, so it, it feels like kind of a a second round of potential. Uh, evictions coming our way, so we're kind of bracing for that um, and, and doing the best we can to to uh, to reach as many families and provide as much assistance as we can in in this um, in this busy time. Um, we've had, uh, you know, this so far this year we're about halfway through the year. We've had uh, 316 unique requests for assistance this year, which um, you know, as for some comparison, last year which was already quite a busy year. We had about 147, 150. So almost double uh, the requests for assistance, uh, for rental assistance and eviction prevention. Um, 
about 60% of those requests are, are coming directly from Pasadena residents. Um, and then, of course, we also get, you know, occasional calls from folks in the area, um, although we are, we are specifically trying to focus our efforts on, uh, you know, on locally here for, for Pasadena residents. Um, and then I would say probably about, uh, you know, of, of those folks who do call asking for help, we're able to help about 15 to 20% of them. Um, so we've got about 50 households that we're, that we're supporting right now. Um, I expect that number to increase uh, in the next month or two as well as we try to absorb some more of the the demand after the end of this moratorium. So can you just talk a little bit about who, so 316 year to date versus 150 or so yep. year to date in 2021. Um, so who, who's calling and Perhaps, uh, you know, some demographics, and then we'll talk in a moment maybe to hear some stories, but um, demographics of folks, and and then it might be interesting for people to hear, who are the 20, 25% of the people that we can help, why, Mm -hmm. and what's happening with the others uh, that that we can't help. I think people understand that. Yeah, great question. Yeah, uh, you know, demographically speaking, the the kinds of folks that that are calling in, re- really, it's the same, more or less that that it's always been, just more 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 of it, so to speak. So, you know, it's a we get a really broad range. Um, we we get um, there's there's I would I would kind of categorize them as as kind of three different kinds of situations. If we're if we can put them into some buckets like that, you know, one is is typically a a, a family you know, a household, you know, three to six member household where the primary wage earner has been sick or lost job, lost their job suddenly, something like that. Um, and, and they've just kind of drastically lost income and need some short-term support to, to get back uh, on their feet. You know, I'm, I'm working with a family right now, a family of six. Um, the father was, was recently diagnosed with cancer um, and he's, he's going to treatments. He's, he's doing chemo. Uh, you know, he is in and out of the hospital doing, doing a lot of tests and things like that. And he's the primary wage earner for the family. So, you know, they've got kids in school, um, you know, mom's trying to pick up as much slack as she can and, and, and find extra work, but, um, it's really, really difficult for them with, with him being out. So it, it, you know, that's a difficult situation for them. And I'm really grateful that, that our program can exist to bridge that gap, um, and, and provide them with some months of support so that, on top of all these other stressful things that they're going through, they're they're not also having to worry about where they're going to be living. Um, so that's one category. Another category is uh, is um, uh, usually single adults who are uh, elderly, usually retired, uh, living off some kind of fixed income, who um, don't have a lot of local family support, and you know maybe they've been Pasadena residents for. 15, 20, 30 years. Um, uh, and you know, they, they're, they're in a situation where they get maybe, uh, you know, 1500 or $2,000 a month and their rent 10 years ago was $900 a month. And then it was 1000, you know, then it was a thousand, then it was 1100 and, and the, the margin keeps getting smaller and smaller. So more and more of their fixed income ends up going to rent. Um, and then of course, if they, if something happens, uh, and they get behind 
by a month or by half a month that, you know, they, they can't really catch up on that with their fixed income. So we, we try to help folks like that in that kind of situation to get them back, um, back above, um, you know, above, above zero so that they can have a little bit of extra savings so that they're not, you know, chronically behind. And then the third category is usually, uh, younger, either younger couples or, or younger, younger individuals who, um, are, are, just kind of, uh, I, I would say underemployed, um, you know, working, working jobs that are paying, you know, uh, you know, $17 an hour, $20 an hour. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of the work, um, if it's full-time great, but you know, a lot of times they, they can only do part-time, uh, you know, whether it's, um, uh, you know, driving or, or some kind of, uh, you know, delivery service or whether it's, um, you know, just kind of a local restaurant, something like that. A lot of a lot of folks in these in this category, you know, are are trying to uh, go back to school and try to you know get more education so that they can get better jobs. I'm working with a young lady who is a few months; she's so close to uh, to graduation, um, has no family in the area. Uh, it's just her and her dog, and you know, she is she has such a great attitude, and she's working really hard um, to to juggle classes and to juggle, um, uh, you know, paying bills. She's, she's got loans, um, and, and she's kind of maxed out in that area. Yeah. Uh, and it's just a real, real struggle for her because she's, she's trying to access as much funding as she can get, um, to, to kind of see her across the finish line, uh, and, and, and struggling, you know? And, and so I'm, I'm happy that we can provide support, um, you know, for folks like her as well to, to kind of help, help, push across that finish line so that six months from now or a year from now, you know, she can, she can get a great job that has benefits that has, you know, that salary and she can kind of take that step up. Right. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate uh, hearing that. Um, So on the, those are on the positive side Mm -hmm. on the, on the more challenging side, what are some examples of of folks that we have not been able to help? And, Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've said this before um, that this, this is a very emotional job, and, and you and all the staff, uh, you know, invest. It's not just you know work. It invests a lot of uh, of, of time and energy, and you know, uh, emotional uh, support uh, to to folks. Um, and I imagine um, it is much more draining uh, with the folks that. Uh, at the end of the day, we're not able mm-hmm. to help. Um, so can you talk about some of those folks? And, sure. And then, you know, what does that do to you? And how, how do you uh, how do you navigate through that? And, and what do you do to make sure, you know, you don't you don't drown? Absolutely. Yeah, those are those are great questions as well. Um, you know, yeah, as you said, I think all of us who who work here, whether it's uh, with friends indeed, or just kind of work in this uh, sector, you know, are you know passionate and, and committed to um, serving our neighbors and, and, and improving our community in general. And, and that's a real motivator for me as well. Um, but yeah, as you said, you know, we, we have a fixed amount of, of, of funding that we get um, a little over half of the funding that we receive for this particular rental assistance program comes directly from the city of Pasadena. Uh, the other portion comes from 
donors and foundations and, and uh, you know, folks who are supporting our efforts. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, obviously that means we can't help every single person who, uh, who, who asks for assistance. So we, we specifically try to focus on Pasadena residents, um, you know, occasionally if, if we can help some Altadena or South Pasadena residents as well, if, if there's funding that's available, we try to do that. Um, but that, that does mean sometimes we have, you know, hard conversations with folks who are just too far away, uh, can't access our services or, or that, you know, we just don't have the capacity to, to, to follow up with. But, um, you know, I, I like to think though, that, you know, all, all those, all those requests for assistance, even if we're not able to provide uh, funding, actual dollars, um, you know, I, I think it is still really important to, uh, to just acknowledge the, you know, the difficult circumstances that people are in. Sometimes that just means, hanging, hanging out on the phone with them for a little bit, you know, and, and hearing stories and, and, uh, and sharing those stories and, um, and calling people back and trying to be encouraging. So, uh, you know, that is, I know that's, that doesn't keep food on the table, but, but I think, um, as a community, you know, trying to encourage each other and trying to kind of remind folks that they're not alone in this process is really important to me. So, um, yeah, when you ask, you know, how, how does that, how does that strike me or how do I feel at the, at the end of the end of the day or end of the week? Um, you know, my, what, what keeps me going, I think is, is knowing that, um, you know, we we're doing as much as we can and that we certainly aren't in this alone as, as service providers, as community members, and as people who are, who are currently, you know, in, in the, in the thick of it, who are, um, you know, experiencing these, these difficult events who are struggling to pay rent, um, that support is out there. Um, so that, yeah, that, that really motivates me. Um, yeah. And, and keeps me coming back day after day, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the majority of people we can help is still because they're outside of Pasadena. Yeah, that's correct. The, the majority of people that we, we don't end up helping is, is either, um, because they're outside of our geographic area or in some cases, um, you know, folks who are, who are, you know, rightly so trying to be proactive and, and get assistance before, um, uh, before it kind of gets down to the, the last resort. So maybe folks who are asking for, for assistance, but don't yet have some kind of pay or quit notice or eviction notice. Um, I, I generally tell them to, to, to wait or to look for other solutions, um, simply because we, we really want to focus on, on those with the most pressing and serious needs. So that, that typically includes, families who've recently received uh, a three-day pay or quit notice. Um, those are the ones that, that we try to help as quickly and as efficiently as possible. Yeah. So I know it's a hard you know, question to answer. Do we have any sense of what happens with the people we can't help? Are they, they, we, do we assume they're being evicted? That is a tough question. Um, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I know some folks that I keep in touch with, even if we're not able to help, um, you know, I, I'm able to check in with down the road and they're able to access other kinds of services, you know, uh, especially families uh, and households that have uh, faith-based connections or, or, you know, other family members in the area. You know, we, we, we try to encourage them to utilize those resources first and foremost. Um, but yeah, you know, for, for a lot uh for a lot of, of cases that, that we talk with, it's I just wait and see and, and keep fingers crossed. So, um, 
uh, yeah, for, for those who are outside of our geographic area and then have some kind of eviction notice, uh, it's a good chance that they are, they are evicted if they're, if their property manager wants to move forward with that. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you one more thing, obviously, uh, we don't have a crystal ball or any sort of ability to, uh, know the future. Um, but if you had to give some thoughts uh, to, you know, what are you expecting to see in the next coming months through the end of the year? Like, um, I know we've talked a lot about been waiting uh, for a deluge or waiting for the phones, you know, to be really ringing off the hook, which which um, they are now. Um, <laughs> but do we have a sense of, of this is going to be an ongoing problem for the next months, years? Uh, I, I do think that it will be an ongoing, an ongoing issue for, uh, you know, for the remainder of this year, at least. Um, I, I am, I, I will say that I am very grateful for the city of Pasadena for the efforts that uh, the housing department here is making to, to acknowledge that need and to, to create other solutions as well. The, the city of Pasadena is going to be opening a new, rental assistance program, uh, I believe it should be starting, you know, early next month as well, um, to, to, to try to provide additional support. So that's going to, that's going to, you know, be funding additional funding outside of our program that, uh, goes towards paying rental arrears and then paying future rent for uh, a select number of families as well. So, you know, they're, they're, they're definitely trying. And I think other cities, um, you know, maybe don't, don't have those kinds of resources or, or aren't, aren't emphasizing it in the same way. So I'm, I'm grateful for, for that from, from our city. Um, but there is certainly a lot of need and I, I don't see that need disappearing overnight. And, you know, especially you turn on the news and you see comments about inflation and about, uh, you know, wars overseas and, and all these kinds of, uh, you know, impacting things that are affecting our economy. Um, uh, there's, there's help down the road, but it's, it's going to take a while to get there. So I think, my my perspective and and our perspective has been to continue kind of keeping our head down and doing as much as we can and trying to support as as many households as we can to get through this together. Yeah. Well, I appreciate uh, all that you do, and um, thank you. You know, um, it's it's really important, and uh, I'm very aware that uh, that there's uh, more than most of our programs. Um, that you have the highest uh, percentage of people that actually were not able to help. Um, it doesn't, you know, it's just a, a unique program, but, mm-hmm. you know, the majority of people who come to the food pantry, if not all the people, can can get help. Uh, women's room, the same. I think outreach is probably a similar, mm-hmm. but um, you're dealing with, um, you know, a lot of folks who are in a very scary scenario and um you know i'm proud that we we are told that we call people back mm-hmm. that's part of our our mission to at least uh try uh and i know in this day and age social service agencies are incredibly inundated and so um you know as hard as that is i know that that does mean something uh, to people at least they're not getting another message or another, you know, push one for, for help. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, so thank you for that you and uh, appreciate the update.
You bet. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. Thanks. Bye. So I just want to take a moment and say thank you to some of the folks who are so active in supporting our food pantry, uh, particularly the uh, Los Angeles Regional Food Bank, Food Forward, Backyard Harvest and Farmers Markets, Trader Joe's on Lake Avenue and in Eagle Rock, Ralph's in La Cañada and La Crescenta, the Grocery Outlet of Altadena, and uh, so many other congregations and schools and businesses and groups, scouts and uh, community partners that uh, bring donations. So people often ask, what do we need most? So here's our gold items. Canned tuna and chicken, hearty soups, beef stew, chili, pasta and pasta sauce, peanut butter, cereal, rice, cooking oil, flour, sugar, fruit juice, and vegetable juice. So if you're able to, you can uh, bring deliveries on Friday and Saturday between 9 and 3 at our Friends Indeed House location at 444 East Washington. And if you want to know more about uh, any of this, you can call uh, our director, uh, Tim Nissler, or uh, food pantry manager, uh, Stacy Cutshaw at 626-797-6072. And thank you. So before I uh, wrap up, I just want to maybe state the obvious, but we are uh, into summer, and the temperatures are severe here in Pasadena, incredibly hot. Uh, Yesterday, really muggy. Today, very dry. Uh, But regardless, uh, really dangerous um, temperatures and dangerous weather for our unhoused uh, neighbors. So if you see folks on the street, I really encourage you to offer water or uh, sunscreen, lip balm, perhaps keep these items uh, in your car and you can hand them, make a little uh, toiletry kit uh, for folks uh, to try and help uh, protect them uh, in this very uh, challenging uh, time uh, of summer. And that's a way that uh, you can do it on your own. You don't have to bring the stuff up to us. But you can just uh, take that opportunity uh, right there, say hi to someone, and uh, hand them one of these kits, and it's going to uh, mean a great deal and potentially offer them uh, some serious uh, safety and uh, health precautions that they often don't uh, have uh, in this time. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Friends Indeed podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm really glad that you joined us. So I'm Rabbi Joshua Levine Grader, and if you want to learn more about what we do at Friends Indeed in the other programs and how you might be able uh, to get involved or to donate, you can visit our website at friendsindeedpas.org. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So uh, visit us, like us, share this uh, with friends and family, and uh, come back next time. All right, thanks so much.